Somewhere along the line, we've equated love with acceptance. Yeah. And that's not what love is. Love no. is not acceptance. I, You know, if my kid is about to put their hand on the burner uh, of the stove, I want to stop them before they get burned. And if I got to swat their hand out of the way, that's right. Then so be it. That's love. I'm protecting them from getting hurt. Uh, it, it's not love for me to say, yeah, go ahead, burn your hand off, and then you'll learn your lesson. Like, I, that's not protection, yeah. you know? And so. Uh, Acceptance is not love for me. Love is saying, uh, you know, helping guide uh, uh, people to know what is God's truth. And I think that's really ultimately at the bottom of, of all of it is you have God's truth and then you have man's truth. We believe that you are strong by design and you were made in God's image to have a strong body, mind, and spirit. You're listening to the number one strength and health authority podcast in the world. So let's get ready to unlock your potential and transform your life in today's episode. Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Strong by Design podcast. So great to have you uh, this week's episode, a very special one, as they all are, really. Uh, If you're new to the podcast, we uh, are grateful for you finding our show. Uh, There's so many great podcasts out there. I listen to about seven or eight of them myself on a regular basis. So I know it can almost be overwhelming um, because there's so much out there. But uh, we have been around now for uh, five years, coming into our sixth season, actually, coming up soon here in May. So pretty... uh, it's a pretty great time to be podcasting, and uh, and we just really love it here at Critical Bench to have meaningful conversations with really inspiring uh, people, people from all walks of life, experts uh, in their field. And sometimes we do in-house episodes like today where we just have members of our own team to talk about topics or subjects that uh, are really in the now, uh, things that are more trending, things that we can talk about just as men and women, human beings living our lives and having meaningful discussions that need to be uh, had and need to be shared. Uh, because I, I think that's what people are looking for or what they're missing a lot now uh, in a, anymore is, is more truth and more meaningful stuff that's out there and good stuff uh, rather than so much of the, the flap that is, uh, is thrown our way. I hate the flap. I hate the flap of life. Uh, if you're a brand new listener of the podcast, go back and listen to hundreds of, of previous episodes. We have just a, a plethora of episodes for you to binge on. And I know that's what I like to do when I find a good podcast is I just go way back and I just start listening kind of from the beginning uh, or just kind of picking through based on what the, the uh, subject of, or the title of each episode is. So I encourage you to go back and do that. If I could ask one thing and I'll I hopefully hopefully will remember to ask again at the end, but think of someone that you can share this episode with that could benefit from what we talk about today. Maybe there's somebody in your life, a friend, a family member, a coworker, somebody that you feel uh, could really uh, grow from this conversation, or maybe it can open up the door for you to have a conversation with this person about this particular topic. So thank you in advance for sharing because that's how the uh, the podcast grows and reaches more people. So, with that being said, our amazing team, our husband, our wife, our husband, our our, wife. our, 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 our videographer and his <laughs> and his superstar 
uh, wife are here today, Jared Haley and his wonderful wife, Christiana. Thank you so much for being here. First yeah. time on the show, by the way, right? I know. Yes. It's exciting. It is exciting. Yeah. Are you excited? I'm so excited. <laughs> now, sometimes when we're doing shows, I'm yeah. thinking... Is this going to make Christiana mad if I say this out loud? Mm. And now I have never gotten mad at you. I know. I've done really good. Okay. I, I'm saying I, that's a self-check. That's cool. And today you're in the room. Right. Yeah. So uh, if you're going to get mad, it'll happen right Live. now. That's right. That's right. It's going to yeah. happen right here. Right. If there's something he says you don't like, you let him know it oh, I, in real I time. Don't hold, I don't hold back. I know you don't. Oh, man. And, and what <laughs> makes you, you extra special is actually that you listen to our show. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, some of the wives kind of checked so out. My wife, I need him to send it to me, though. Or I yes, won't, otherwise I won't. you won't. You're yeah. right. I, you know what, though? I, I, I make jokes about that. If I send my wife a podcast yeah. that says, hey, like, I think you really you? like this, or you should, she'll, she will. Yeah. She'll listen to it. But yeah, I, she's not like checking. No. She's not checking. Yeah. She listens to my voice enough. She's like, is there one where you're not in it? <laughs> like, about something I care about? Because then maybe I'll, you know. So, no, no, I mean that in a good way. Okay. And she would laugh at that. So, she, um, so anyway, I want to get to know, I, and I want our audience, mm-hmm. but me as well, I want to get to know you YouTube a little bit better as as a couple a husband. You guys have a long history together. Do. You've known each other since you were teenagers. When I was in elementary school, yes. Yeah. So share a little bit with our audience, just so they can get familiar with you two, your personalities, yeah. uh, and I mean, you two have been together longer than you've been apart. So mm-hmm. talk about that a little bit, if you would. Either of you yeah. can start. Ish. Yeah, we. I mean, goodness, we were at a charter school that was K through twelfth. And um, my sister actually, like last month, sent me a photo of Jared hanging out with a friend. He was in middle school, and I was right behind them, not in the photo, but in the photo, like the, Choosing the frame. Background. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there I am, a fifth grader, taller than him. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was a very tall girl. You are a tall. Girl. I know. How tall are you? I'm five eight. Yeah, that which means... is crazy. Because with, with, if you wear anything, with, it makes elevated, me way taller. It really makes you tall. Yeah. yeah so. Needless to say, it was just really funny because she found it in her out, like in, like just random An old, fo- photos old she had. Photos. Yes, old printed photo, and I was laughing so hard. And I'm like, mm-hmm. little did we know that Jesus was setting us up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Eventually, and you were in fifth, and he was in middle school. I don't know if you were in eighth grade. Mm. What's eighth. the age difference? Yep. What's been eight? He was in eighth grade. Wow. Eighth grade. Yeah, you would have been really robbing the cradle at that point. Right? He would have been a creep. He would have been a creep. I'm pretty sure when I graduated, you were in seventh grade. Like my twelfth grade year, you were in seventh grade. Is that right? No, she would have been held eighth. back. Yeah. Oh, so wait, maybe you were in fourth when he was in eighth? Maybe. I have no idea, guys. I don't know. We should probably sit down and figure that yeah. out. Yeah, no, let's, let, 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 let's get that together, shall we? Yeah, I was still tall. So I was still tall. I was still short. So okay, so let's fast forward to when you did come to know each other. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! And when was that exactly? So after. Before you go there, though, yeah, yeah. we were at all, a lot of events together. That's like, true. I would go to his church youth group, and this guy would never talk to me, look at me, or anything. But his best friend would like play tag with me in the church building because yeah. he was flirting. You know what I mean? Like, I was, I was still afraid his, of girls at that point. <laughs> in you know. high school, he was afraid of girls. Oh yeah. 
Um, but needless to say, like, I went to his house after homecoming to watch Zoolander. He doesn't remember me there. We played in the basement. Like, all these little events. I remember events. these events. I just don't remember she was there. You yeah. built a house for ants? <laughs> <laughs> That's all I, can. All I remember. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my oh goodness. My so, like, it's just crazy that I wasn't in his view and neither was I like I didn't care for him because he never gave me attention and I was young and immature right Mm -hmm. and so it wasn't meant to be then and Mm -hmm. that's okay but it's really cool to say whoa we were we got stuck in a car that was getting flooded by rain and we had to push the car to a Baskin Robbins and go have ice cream but we we didn't we weren't connected, but we were there right. at the same event. You know what I mean? Like, right. it's really fun. And then he was my f- brother's friend growing up. They're in the same grade. Mm-hmm. So that that also is probably why we were, like, at the same things. And mm-hmm. I, I wasn't, like, the annoying little sister. Nope. Nobody ever said I was annoying <laughs> to my face. Nope. So, so they wouldn't yeah. dare. I always say it was dare. good sassy. that she didn't. I was too she, sassy. I was glad she didn't know me in high school because then she never would have dated me. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't ready for you, though. No. You were way more mature than I was. So, so. Uh, so after I graduated from college, yeah, um, and you had just graduated high school. No, I was a senior. Well, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah I just graduated. So senior. she was working at Target, mm-hmm. um, and I was getting ready because I went to Ireland for, uh, I didn't know how long I was going to be there, but yeah. um, I was on my way to go work at a church in Ireland. And so uh, I went into Target to get a coat, and Christiana happened to be working in the men's department that day, which was I've the never, only day. never worked in the men's department. I had worked there for three years mm-hmm. from going through high school and stuff, and never was put in the men's department. And they said, we need you in the men's department. Mm-hmm. Go make it, put it together, make it look nice. Mm-hmm. And I ran into this guy yeah. <laughs> and what, his mom. What, what were you getting? Uh, a coat. A coat. I, was getting yeah. a coat. I needed a coat because I was going to Ireland, and it was going to be chilly and rainy and whatnot. And so mm-hmm. I remember specifically leaving uh, the Target, and my mom said to me, because she was with me, she's like, now, how do you say her name again? And I was like, I have no idea. No clue. Um, I always knew that it was different. Um, but uh, And when you left, I told my employee, I was like, oh, that guy was kind of cute. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. kind of cute. <laughs> she had to get to know me. I'm really cute when you know my personality. That's, that's right. right. Not so much my face. <laughs> oh, that's not true. Stop. Uh, but he, no. he has a great head of hair and a glorious mustache. <laughs> right? Right? And we've already that's talked about that's that. That's right. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Uh, so, but yeah, that's kind of where it's, uh, our, we caught each other's attention. Mm-hmm. Um, I started MySpace stalking her. Ooh. You um, did. Which, on her MySpace, it specifically said that she wouldn't date anybody under six feet tall. You did. And so I looked That's at it and, and I was, was like, oh, man. <laughs> I was like, I remember being super disappointed when I read that. Because you're 5'10". Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. We started, we started talking, talking anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, we Somehow we started chatting on like MSN Instant Messenger. Oh, my goodness. And playing um, games. Mm-hmm. While he was in Ireland, mm-hmm. it's kind of funny. And then when I I was home in between the two years that I ended up being there, and uh, I knew that she played volleyball, and so I invited her to come play volleyball because uh, we played at my church every Monday night, just like pickup game. And uh, so she came and she brought a friend with her, which was like her bailout friend in case I was crazy. Oh right, uh, you know. Uh, but I think you sent her home and, and you hung out with me longer that night. Is that true? 
I don't remember. I don't remember. We ended up we had, drove together. My, the brother that I went graduated high school with was getting married at the end of that week as well. Mm. Yeah. Um, and so we ended up hanging out almost every day and officially started dating uh, at the wedding. Yeah, this fool at the wedding. I said, you want to go dance? Which was like family-friendly dancing, like yeah. line dancing kind of feel. Like, you know... I don't know what it's called. You know, all those fun songs. Of course. Uh, but anyways, I said, you want to go dance? And he's like, I can't. I'm a Quaker. And I just like <laughs> rolled my eyes and walked away from him. Uh-huh. I'm like, ew. Like, I love dancing. All right. That's like a no for me. Uh-huh. But apparently he was joking because Quakers don't dance. Mm-hmm. But he was totally joking. I was totally afraid. But I was... But was, <laughs> you were just being afraid and thought you'd th- throw some kind of Joke. humor at her. Oh, yeah. Which yeah. she totally didn't. She oh, yeah. took seriously. Well, here's the thing, though. Is I'm a terrible dancer. Like, absolutely horrible. <laughs> sure. And when we first actually started dancing with each other, like, because I joke oh, all the time, yeah. I would be dancing and she'd be like, what... Quit messing around and just dance with me for real. Uh, like getting frustrated and angry. And I'm thinking, Charlie Brown. This is, I'm like, babe, this is all I got. This Charlie is, Brown dances is better as, than him. This is as good as it gets, you know? So. Yeah. 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 I but, yeah. I didn't know people couldn't dance. There's a, there's a video out there on Instagram, actually, at Mike's party with me and Steve doing, oh, yes. doing some dancing. Have which, you seen that? No, I don't know if I. Which one? I think Jesse posted it. Oh. I'll it's have terrible. To go check that out. It's yeah. funny. It's terrible. Because Steve like, and him look exactly we, like they're dancing yeah, the same. Yeah, and we look like we're dancing for Charlie Brown for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh man, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I I lost whatever I had in my twenties is long it's gone. Dead. That's yeah. okay. Because I I was never told like I was always even when my wife and I met we were in our twenties and we would go dancing and have Aww, a good time. Yeah. And like you know it's a, it's a shame that. I don't know. Maybe I, I'd have to. I, I should rekindle some of that because I know she cool. she would probably like that. Absolutely, I know she would. She always loved dancing and going to clubs and stuff mm-hmm. like that growing up. But yeah, so so you guys have this now long, pretty long history together. Twenty, yeah. we got about twenty years. Yeah, I mean, we ish. got married oh in two thousand nine. Mm-hmm. Um, we started dating a year and a half before that. Uh, yes. Yep. So um, 15, 15, or 15 so years, good anyway. years of us together. But you knew of each other prior to that. Yep. So, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And fast forward to today, we have four beautiful children mm-hmm. who are yeah. all past their sicknesses. <laughs> the, this this late fall or Sorry late winter, early early spring uh, yeah. allergen season that's it's here crazy. in Florida. Ezra still has a bit of a cough. Yeah. And Enoch still has his ear. He was saying his ear was hurting yesterday. I'm wow. like, oh my gosh, stop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> youngest, uh, uh, oldest 11, youngest six, six? Seven. Seven. The, the twins, twins are seven. They'll be eight in April. Mm-hmm. Right. So almost there, like three weeks. Right. Yeah. So there's only really about three about three yeah. d- so years when, between all when the four. twins were born, we had four kids under, under the three. age of three. Yeah. All wow. in diapers. Goodness gracious. And well, Ezra, we pat, we potty trained that fool, and he regressed right after the twins because mm-hmm. he hated them so much. Yeah. So he didn't like the twins. No. Because <gasps> that attention was mm-hmm. was gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That would be tough. Kids so. are funny. Mm-hmm. Wow. But. The twins in my family were my older brothers, so yeah. I was the baby. So I I never felt like I didn't get attention because yeah. I was the youngest one. So I always yeah. felt like I, I got plenty of it. But yeah, I mean, I there was always a part of me that wanted to 
get more because my brothers always drew more attention automatically because From of the people. twin yeah. thing. All yeah. the time. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. So you always, I always felt like a third wheel type mm-hmm. and I'm sure some of your kids can maybe go through that every once in a while. Or yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, emotions. having four kids though, people like automatically just talk at you. Yeah. They're like, Oh my gosh, you have four kids. Mm-hmm. And we're like, yeah. What were yeah. you thinking? They're all yeah. yours. Do you really like kids <laughs> that much? What? You know where they come from? I'm like, yeah, yeah how about we talk about my sex life? Yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, they do say that. They do. They no, say, it's not a lie. Uh, Every time I go out. Wow, you must have your hands full. Or That's the most infamous mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So older people <laughs> recently, like with inflation stuff, they just come up and say, how, how do you do how it? How do you survive? Mm, how do you do it? And we're like, what do you mean? I'm like, how do you do what? Yeah. And they're asking, like, how do you afford groceries for six people? That's right. Uh-huh. You know, is what it's they're really so asking. It's so sweet because you can tell, like, they're struggling and they mm-hmm. see us as a big family. Mm-hmm. And we're like, yeah, it's hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, nothing uh, yeah. nothing we, easy about it. I, just, I usually make a joke and say, like, oh, we just don't feed them or something. <laughs> he does. Because <Yeah>. right. <laughs> that's, that's Some, just how yeah. you operate. That's how Jared something, does Something things. stupid, you know. Have you, uh, you guys obviously, no doubt, know Jim Gaffigan because uh-huh. I know you, you saw yes. him not that long ago. Yes. You went with Mike and yeah, Courtney. Yeah, we did. So and, funny. Um, he has that, that one joke. I, you know, it's he has a lot of material the over drowning. the years. Mm-hmm. Well, no, no, no. Oh, I was no. just going to say the one about the number of, because he has like five kids or yeah. six maybe so yeah. he has like yeah. a big number yeah. and uh, people would look at him or, or he, he would talk about like uh, when people would ask oh and uh, you have kids he'd be yeah. like yeah you know and when, he, and when you have one or two it's you know you say mm-hmm. one or two and people are like oh okay yeah. and then he's like then we got to four uh-huh. you know yeah. and people are like oh yeah. what is wrong well, with that's you that's one way to live your life uh-huh. you, know? Yeah. <laughs> you know it's like yeah. you're special yeah. yeah it's like uh-huh. you're, you're you know but yeah. obviously four wasn't the intent with you sure. guys you got the bonus kid yep. there yeah and actually she oh had to convince gosh. me to have the third I was fine with two yeah we had two and I was done I was like we're good boy girl Let's, like we had a boy we had a girl like what else do you need and uh, she was like I just feel like our family's not complete mm-hmm. I think we need one more and, and so, I was already pregnant. Right. With so when I agreed to it, I was like, okay, let's have one more. Uh, she was already pregnant. And uh, we always said God must have wanted us to have four because he knew that there was no have. way I was going to have another one. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, it's true. Right? Yeah. Wow. Crazy. Mm-hmm. That's, That's our great. story. That's your story. Mm-hmm. So we're all caught up. Yeah. Here, here so, we are. Yeah. yeah. And uh, obviously, we all, the, the Strong by Des- uh, Design shirt was offered today, but ah! we didn't want to force it upon you. Are you throwing me under the bus? No, <laughs> it would have been. It would have really looked, I think, clashy. a little bit too, too much yeah. with the with the backdrop sure. and everything. Too too no. over the top. That's right. You know. That's okay. So um, now that everyone has been acquainted with you and yeah. they see you know obviously you've been here at the office a lot over the last year since Jared started working for us and we we were looking uh, people listening to us who maybe uh, aren't familiar with uh, us talking about Jared or, or his history here he was hired as one of our to be our videographer video um, video production specialist yeah. when we were in yeah. the process of hiring for one mm-hmm. and then we ended up really liking two people mm-hmm. at yeah. the end so we hired both mm-hmm. because and which that, is the no, coolest thing ever which is the greatest thing ever because I can't imagine having 
just Jared or just Steve. Kind of makes you sad. It's it's the yin and yang kind of situation that we created here uh, because they complement each other so well and we've all become really close. But uh, so now that we're here, I want to talk a little bit about the meaning of family and the family unit and the what what appears to me to be a bit of an attack in our culture today on a traditional family unit mm-hmm. and in a roundabout way um i feel like it's crept on uh, crept up on us slowly here over the last few decades yeah. And mo- and I think also you're not aware of things. There might have been feelings from people in society back in the 80s or 90s. Mm-hmm. Pri- you know, when I'm in like college and, and you're, you're not a family person at that point. So you're not uh, kind of aware, aware or, or, you know, of those things going on in, in the culture or whatever. But as you get older, you are kind of a little bit more in tune, I think, and kind of shocking. listening yeah. a little bit more and right. Yeah. And, and, and I think there's, I think there's a bit of that conservative thing that happens to a lot of people as they get older, as they marry, as they have families, they want to be rooted in, in, in something, right. They maybe become a little bit more rooted in, yeah. in tradition or in the way things were type things. And that's what they want for their own kids. Mm-hmm. But what I'm, what I'm seeing and I'm feeling is this like overwhelming pressure and this constant messaging that's going out there. That's really a, an attack on what I value as yeah. You know, a marriage between men, women, and having a family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that structure. And I yeah. feel like it's getting it's getting hit on all sides. Sure. Uh, just just to kind of talk or you know, start the talk off this way, are there any any things that jump out at the, either one of you uh, as I bring this up or mention this? I mean, Oh man. We I mean, I we're trying to watch this show on um Netflix. Oh yeah, Netflix. And Good grief. Everything that's new has to incorporate homosexuality. Yeah. And it's like, it has to be equal, just as equal as a, you know, heterosexual relationship. And so I'm like, dang it. For mm-hmm. me, it kind of ruins it. And I understand why they have it. Yeah. Like, I understand why they have to do it, why they are doing it. Doesn't mean that I have to accept it and have to, like, continue in it and it actually has been heavy on me mm-hmm. this week yeah. and uh, i hate that it doesn't like has really nothing to do with the story at all like it's unnecessary um and it i used to but think they add like romance that's their romance they're adding but they didn't uh, add romance they just added in like this fling <laughs> no it's romance it's almost yeah. like a box to, to to check off. It is a sure. box. To it check is off. what it seems like. And yeah. it's made its way all the way down into cartoon programming, too. Oh, yes. And it's not just adult television Content. and Netflix and, you know, Prime mm-hmm. and, 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 you know, network. I don't even watch network television anymore. Um, no. I, I read a lot more because honestly, I'm just, I'm so over the agenda that seems so obvious. Yeah. And it's not that. I think we can all have this conversation. We're talking truthfully from our heart how we feel. It's not an attack on people. No. It, it it's almost like this badge of this badge of honor of like proclaiming who you know who 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 we are and you have to be okay with it or yes. you have to like it. Yes. And that's not necessarily us. true, is yeah. it? In life, mm-hmm. is that that's not how 
people yeah. don't have to like or agree with you. They yeah. can still love you, mm-hmm. yeah. but they can disagree with you yeah. and want something different for you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Isn't that, isn't well, that true? Even if you go back like 20 years um, with movies and things like that, like they're throwing in like sex, th- sex scenes and things like that, that you don't need it in order for the movie to work. It's yeah. just like, we're going to add this because we know it's going to attract more people to, to come watch this movie. That's exactly um, it's right. like, my story's not good enough on its own. I have to show uh, nudity in order to get people to actually watch my movie. But it's considered art, right? Sure. Like, and I'm like, mm, well, my art's between me and my husband. <laughs> so, there was a, yeah. and I don't want to, you continue, but I do, I have a quick point I want to make on that. You just reminded me of something I saw just a few days mm-hmm. ago, but please continue, Jared, because I think No, go ahead. Uh, that, that was my point. My point yeah. was just like, it's unnecessary. Like, the movie should be good enough on its own that you don't have to just throw in this random scene just to make it more uh, more attractive to to the world or to culture. But I mean, unfortunately, sex sells and it always has. So um, you know, and they're looking at how how can we make more money? Well, hey, let's just throw in this scene real quick. And it just uh, to me, it, I don't know. It feels feels unnecessary. Yeah. If it, I hear what you. It seems like superficial plot lines that are like yeah. added in at the end mm-hmm. after the story is really developed. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, I know what we can do. Let's sprinkle it with a little bit of this mm-hmm. and a little bit of that, just to so that we're making, mm-hmm. you know, we're reaching everybody. It broadens, it broadens the spectrum. The spectrum. Of who we're we're yeah. pulling into the movie. I saw a. Uh, I forget what it was. I think it was probably an, a, a reel on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And it showed a beautifully dressed, very elegant woman walking down a street, dressed like with one of those really cool like hats, like almost like you'd see at one of the horse racing events. Like Titanic. Something like that. But beautiful dress. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. And she, I mean, she was, she was a curvy, but she was fully covered, fully Mm -hmm. covered, very attractive, uh, dark hair, but the hat and everything and just tall in stature, you know, walking. And it just showed like people looking in the crowds, like separating as this woman just walked down the road. And it said, you don't need to be less dressed or underdressed in order to get attention kind of thing. And I think the whole message there, and I just really liked it because I'm like, yeah, like when I think of like a beautiful woman or a beautiful, you know, or a handsome man, what do I think of? Well, I don't think of somebody that's just nude or somebody that's wearing next to nothing. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes I think of somebody that's really well dressed and really well, like I, I just feel like it feels like it's gotten lost in, in this. It seems like we're so, so sexually dominant right now. And that that's the, the driver of everything. Yeah. And it's being jammed down everyone's throats. And it's the, the, what seems like it's the ends of the spectrum that are garnering a lot of this attention or clamoring for attention or shouting the loudest and looking to be heard and accepted by, by all. And I mean, everybody, I guess, should be heard or have a voice or, or, you know, or be seen or acknowledged, I I guess. But to the degree that it's it's gotten to, it almost just seems like it's just gotten so. I always think of of, of our culture, you know, in in the United States here. I always I feel like, listen, I love our country. I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. I, I love where we live here in Florida. 
Um, but I feel like it's a pendulum that swings, right? And I feel sometimes when the pendulum swings maybe too far one way, then we allow it to then swing way too far the other way, almost like an overcorrection. Yeah. You know when you're going down the road and you swerve to, to maybe you yeah. admit, to miss something? But what happens is you swerve a little bit too much and then you overcorrect and you swerve too mm-hmm. much to get back. Yeah. And that's what I feel like. So right now we're all spinning like this? I, that's what yeah. I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like that's what's going on right now. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's really confusing for children. Mm-hmm. And, I feel, and, and certainly just for younger people in general. I feel like there's a, I mean, a, there's a lot of confusion. Yeah, think of when you were a kid. You didn't know who you were. That's right. You didn't know what you were doing was wrong when you were doing it. And it was wrong. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so now today when... Things actually become the norm, this normalcy around sexualization, whether whatever you are, it it's it's even more confusing. Mm-hmm. But then like that pride, right? The pride is what bothers me too. I'm like, whoa, like God tells us like to not be prideful. And so I'm like, for me, when there's people are striking up like having big celebrations of pride i'm like holy s guys <laughs> this is not okay mm-hmm. like if you are a christian you should not be celebrating that no you should not be celebrating pride it's legit the name <laughs> like mm-hmm. no, you're whoa right. i'm like pride is the root of all evil and humility is the root of righteousness of being right with god mm-hmm. and so i'm like if we all humbled ourselves this world would be a whole lot better and then mm-hmm. now we're having celebrations all the time a whole month of pride and people and there's and there's there's blowback from this too i mean just recently look at some of the stuff that's happened in uh nhl with the hockey where nhl was basically mandating that all their players all their athletes were to wear these lgbtq pride pride or whatever Mm -hmm. uh represent it in some way and Mm -hmm. i don't know all the the details of it i don't Mm -hmm. know if it was on their jersey or an emblem attached to something yeah and some people like one guy was like no and then some other people, and, and they they have a right too. They, they do. have a right to say no. I don't believe <laughs> mm-hmm. in that. Yeah. And I that doesn't make me comfortable. So I I say no to that. Mm-hmm. I agreed to play hockey, mm-hmm. and you agreed to pay me money for yeah. playing <laughs> hockey. I did not I did not agree to some of these other agendas that are kind of being slid in. Yeah. At, at you know to satisfy like ten years ago this was not even a thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, it's 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 a thing that's being mandated, yeah. and 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 I I just I don't see in the land of uh, equality and tolerance yeah. that there's a lack of tolerance right now yeah. for people who disagree with oh, how yeah. things mm-hmm. have gone. Yeah, and um, it's disturbing it and is. it's frightening as a a guy you know who's. You know, I have an 11 year old and an almost eight year old, so we have kids the same exact age. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I just think, what's 10 years more of this look like? Mm-hmm. And oh my, my what's this going to do to my kids from elementary through high school? Yeah. This is their most formative years. Like, it, I feel like my wife and I are just constantly like, you know, I know this is confusing or, you know, like a lot of deflection and a lot of ex- explanation of things, yeah. which I guess is normal for parents with yeah. young kids, right? We're going to have to explain things to them and sit down and talk with them. And, mm-hmm. and that's our, our job. 
and but I feel like they're adding fuel to an already confused fire. Right, uh, but we didn't have to have these like serious conversations when we were young. No, you know, uh, things didn't come up until later in life when it comes to like sexuality. Sexuality in elementary school. I'm sorry, and I'm thankful again where we live in yeah. Florida that uh-huh. they've all but shut that stuff down. Yeah. You do not, that's for parents. If the parents want to talk to their children about that stuff, that's up to them. That's their family uh, choice. Mm -hmm. But anything below sixth grade, I think, is off limits for schooling to even touch on that stuff. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, Yeah, we were were uh at a a community pool party, um, and uh, I don't don't even remember what I was doing. I was walking around the pool where all the kids were. Because they're just like in the shallow end, just kind of like hanging out. And these are all elementary school kids. I mean, it's like, I think the oldest one was in fifth grade, maybe. Yeah, fifth grade. I would say like third grade to fifth graders. And I just overhear their conversation. And the one girl's like, oh, yeah, I haven't decided what I am yet. Like, yeah. I haven't decided if I want to be a boy or a girl or well, if I'm bi or if I'm yeah. what I, whatever I am. You know, I'm still, I'm still working that out. I'm like, why are you even... Number one, how do you know these things? Number two, why are you thinking about those things? And it's always uh, like you can't rent a car until you're 25. You yeah. can't, and the you're reason for that is you because... You can't drink until you're 21. <laughs> yeah. right? You can't go into the military until you're 18. Right. Yeah. But these uh, car rental companies, the reason that they don't rent to you is because your brain isn't yet fully developed. That's right. And so they're like, we want to... You know, we've looked at the statistics, and it's better if we wait until you're 25 to allow you to rent a car. And yeah. so we get that. We're like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, my brain's not full. Their, their brains aren't developed. Let's, they shouldn't have a car on the road. But yeah. then they're like, your brain's not fully developed, but that's cool. You go ahead and decide if you want to be a boy or a girl, yeah. uh, depending on how you feel that day. You're six. You're seven. Yeah, you, you don't even know yeah. if you like pizza with pepperoni on it mm-hmm. or or macaroni you don't even and know cheese if you gave them that choice they probably would just say i want candy yeah i'm just like let's let them make every decision on their own they're all gonna die because if your kids are like our kids they're walking in the road without looking both directions every right. time uh, you know uh <laughs> if you give them a choice of what to eat they're gonna always pick sugar you know all of these things that we know are not good for them and then they say well uh, you know, love. Somewhere along the line, we've equated we've equated love with acceptance, yeah. and that's not what love is. Love no. is not acceptance. I, you know, if my kid is about to put their hand on the burner uh, of the stove, I want to stop them before they get burned. And if I got to swat their hand out of the way, that's right. Then so be it. That's love. I'm protecting them from getting hurt. Uh, it, it's not love for me to say, yeah, go ahead, burn your hand off, and then you'll learn your lesson. Like, I, that's not protection, yeah. you know? And so, uh, acceptance is not love for me. Love is saying, uh, you know, helping guide uh, uh, people to know what is God's truth. And I think that's really ultimately at the bottom of, of all of it, is you have God's truth and then you have man's truth. And I mean, that's what Romans 12 is all about, mm-hmm. right? Is transform my mind and renew my mind. Mm-hmm. God, the, the world and the culture has made me think a certain way. And the yeah. only way for me to think the way that, that God created it and God designed it is for my mind to be transformed and renewed to think the way that God mm-hmm. thinks. Because we're, we're in the world. And, and so you can't possibly understand yeah. uh the family value system, you know, value system mm. um, without hearing. I mean, on the wall here yes. at work, you guys have your core values 
in every room, yes. right? And so that has me thinking, like, what are our core values in Scripture? Well, Deuteronomy chapter 6 and Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy I hate that word, Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy 11, they both say the same thing. They say, put these things, my core values, on your doors, on your door frames, like mm-hmm. on your gates. Talk with them as you to your children as you're walking, as yeah, you're going them to your in the morning. Yeah. In the morning, talk about it. In the evening, talk about it. Yes, he says, put it on your foreheads, and I'm like, okay, I'll put a tattoo of it on my on my forehead. And what it says before it talks about what we should do, it says, "Love the Lord your God with all your heart." Bro, this is like this is what we need to People be doing. People are building in our- their their houses on sand right now. Yeah. And yes. not, not on a rock. Yes. As, as, and, 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 ha- and that's why a storm's going to come mm-hmm. and it's going to wreck their world. So why do you guys have these core values everywhere? Mm. So we don't forget. Not because you, you can memorize something and eventually you're going to forget. Right. So we have to have this these positive values, these core biblical values constantly reminding us. I mean, we have the Israelites. We see how stupid they are. And they always freaking tormented me because i'm like you guys are morons you have god before you and you keep making the same mistakes complaining all the time yes. you keep worshiping other gods and you keep saying stop worshiping other we're worshiping gods. The, the god of sex right now in our <laughs> yes. culture mm-hmm. yeah holy crap that, we that, should name that's that. become an idol <laughs> really yes. it's the god of hedonism yeah. Uh, yeah it's the god of whatever makes you feel good do it yes that's right. whatever, whatever makes, makes you feel, feel good. good whatever mm-hmm. makes you feel yeah. good. you do you I'll you do, do you but the problem with that is is when I do me and you do you uh, we end up hurting people um, because not just ourselves yeah you don't yeah. just because my when I go against what God wants like it's not I hate that too because uh, people think oh well God is just giving me a bunch of rules and he's keeping me from doing what mm. I want mm. and the reality is is he's like I've designed it to work a certain way and if if you deviate from that it's actually going to cause more harm than good that's right um, yeah. and and you're not actually going to get the fullness that I, I like I've given you the fullness yeah. if you'll just walk in it but we're like nope uh, and that's that's the ultimate uh, sin right that's that's the first sin is uh, uh, both Satan getting cast out of heaven and Adam and Eve in the garden yeah. uh, it was them going God uh, I appreciate you uh, and I and I love you but I think that I can be God myself and I'm gonna I'm gonna take it into my own hands and do it the what I'm gonna do I'm gonna do me God, you do yeah. you. I'm going to do me, and and it's the result. Like we, like we know better, and right? That, right. God. And that's the fall, right? That's the fall. Is you know what's uh, crazy about that story? No, because I recently was reading. I mean, we all know the story of Adam and Eve, you mm-hmm. know. And something that God revealed to me was He said Eve sinned in her heart before she even took a bite of that dang apple mm-hmm. or whatever the fruit. fruit. We don't even know what fruit it is, mm-hmm. right. but she said, "Hmm, yep, I." I know she better. Ma- she made it okay she said, in here first. And, yeah. and mm-hmm. Jesus always tells us, like, when we sin in our hearts and our minds, we are actually sinning, like, mm-hmm. outwardly as well. Like, well, and, that, and, that, and that's what is so amazing, what Jesus brought to life in the New yeah. Testament right? with the commandments was, yeah. you know, thou shalt not murder, of course, mm-hmm. but if you're murdering Dang. someone in your heart, in your mind, yep. that's still... Your anger, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's still... You're still there. You're still, still committing there. that. And yep. and that's that was his whole his whole point was to bring to life these thousand year old commandments from Moses, right? Mm-hmm. And to for everyone to like get a wake up call. Yeah. 
You know, it's like, all right, guys, I already gave you all this stuff, but I'm going to actually come to Earth as a as a man, mm-hmm. and we're and going to reestablish this stuff. <laughs> yeah. let, let's let, let's get you guys back on track here. Fill the law. And here we are, two thousand years later, still going going away from yeah. it. Because yeah. that's what we do. We're 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 the mm-hmm. lost sheep. <laughs> yeah, we're the lost sheep right people now. People don't like. I don't care who you are. People don't like feeling like something else is controlling them. Yeah, I want to know I have freedom. Like that's mm-hmm. the whole buck against government, right? Mm-hmm. Is uh, I want to have the freedom to do what I want when I want, and I don't want someone else telling me I can't do it. Yeah, um, and that's that's true with our kids. You know, our kids want to be able to do whatever they want, and they they get frustrated when we say, hey, you can't play video games all day. You actually need to go outside and play or whatever. You know, I don't like it. Uh, If I come home and Christiana starts telling me all these things that I need to do or that Mm -hmm. I didn't get done, like that Mm -hmm. doesn't feel good to me. She doesn't like it if I do it to her. Um, And uh, it's just kind of, there's something in us that doesn't like to submit. I hate to submit. But... What is what do we what do we called to do is to to submit to God and yeah. that's that's a choice that we each have to make is am I going to live my life and say God I want to do it your way and not my way mm-hmm. or am I going to bucket and say I'm going to do whatever I want and yeah. uh, my grandpa used to always tell me like like on Judgment Day you know uh, this world has come to a close and we're all on Judgment Day he used to say. God's not going to have to say anything to anybody because people are are already going to know what they chose. Because uh, God's not going to drag people into eternity with Him kicking and screaming. Mm-hmm. And if someone says, I don't want you, God's going to say, okay, that's your choice. I've given you that freedom to choose to not follow me, and that's your choice. But it's like if I've designed something to work a certain way, and, and then I put something in it, uh, if that thing decides not to do what I've designed it to do, it's going to struggle. Mm. And that's the world that we see is yeah. everybody that is bucking, you know, that, that submission to God is saying, I'm going to do it how I want to do. Mm. And it just results in chaos. Yep. Yeah. We, we are seeing, and I don't know what level we're at. I don't know how many more years. How do we sure. know? We can. In Revelation, I, it says that we, we want to I mean, know. We, we don't when know. When I was in middle school, actually, I don't even remember who I was talking to. But I think it was right after nine eleven. Um, oh yeah, nine eleven. And I and I was like, uh, I was thinking, man, this world has fallen apart. And this this is you know however many years ago, right? Um, 2000, tw- 20 years ago. It was twenty. 20 yeah. It'll be okay, 22 so twenty years ago. 22. Yeah. I remember having and this was with an adult, and the adult told me, man, Jesus must be coming back soon because I just can't imagine how this world could get any worse. Mm. And wow. and here we are, twenty years later. I'm like, well. We've invented new ways of evil, haven't we? Yeah. You know, and that's that's what but we do. But it drives me nuts when people think like, "Oh, Jesus is coming back." He's yes, we always need to be prepared for him to that like He's always be back. ready that he may come back. But scripture says like a thief in the night, we don't know when he is coming. Mm-hmm. Like we uh drives me nuts. I'm like Okay. You think it's this? You think yeah. it's gonna be? Yeah, no, Nostradamus didn't pick this one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this, he's gonna come back when he's when, he, when he's gonna come back. But yeah. It's it's our job to continue live. to live our lives, mm-hmm. but in 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 following the truth yeah. of the word. Yeah. Uh, and the, and the word. <laughs> The word has so much to it and so many layers, and the more you read it, the more it 
it it it changes you, changes mm-hmm. your heart. Yeah. Um, when I interpret the Bible now versus when I was in my twenties, it's a whole mm. different thing. I can read sure. the same. Oh yes. I can read the same thing and be like, whoa. I did I, not so catch I, that last I, time. Yes, <laughs> and that's what it happens every time, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what it's supposed to do. It's, yes. it's a living word. Mm-hmm. It it's is. It's a living word. It's mm-hmm. it's not dead. It's not old. Mm-hmm. It's what your life should be grounded in, mm-hmm. and. You know, Frank Turek, who's a Christian apologist who I've had on our podcast multiple times. I'm, I'm going to have him again this summer. He's, he's a, always sorry. He's, a, he's so apologetic. Yes, he's always sorry. <laughs> that's not at all what it means. Uh, okay. But that's what people think when they hear uh-huh. Christian. Oh, that's all, what I thought when I was younger. Uh-huh. All, all it is, is is somebody that defends yeah. the gospel. Exactly, yes. Okay. And we need more of those people in the world. Um, but what he says is he, he goes and he speaks at uh, universities and college campuses with oh. a mix of people. Right? Sure. So you get, you get Christians, you get agnostics, you get atheists, you get all kinds of people. Mm-hmm. And everybody really handles it, I think, very well because everyone's there to like listen, learn, and, yeah. and, and share ideas, have a conversation. <laughs> but he'll he'll ask a lot of people who he, he knows like proclaimed atheists. He'll say, "If Christianity were true, would you become a Christian?" Mm-hmm. And oftentimes the answer he gets is no. Yeah. So even if listen, we believe in our hearts because that's what faith is, right? Yeah. We believe in our hearts that that the Bible is the word of God and, and that's what we follow in, in, in our lives, right? Yeah, and that's yeah. what we it's what grounds us. But there's a lot of people that don't they need evidentiary like I need him to stand in front of me and mm-hmm. like you know all this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But even if he did that, would they still follow? Yeah. And there's a lot of people that as you said, they want to be their own God, God of their own life. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they would not. They mm-hmm. would choose to go the other way. Mm-hmm. His own followers who saw what he was perf- the miracles he was performing still questioned him. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. They even in the in the great commission, some doubted is mm-hmm. a line in the great commission. Mm-hmm. Do you recall where it said where at the, at the beginning where he said that Jesus was you know was speaking and 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 then some doubted. That, mm-hmm. So I mean people with him in their presence knowing what he was doing and mm-hmm. capable of doing mm-hmm. still had doubt. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it just shows you that that that's just always going to be part of it's people's... One of our flaws. It is one of our, <laughs> our, our human flaws, mm-hmm. is this this doubt, this fear, this, I want to do my own thing, um, mm-hmm. I want to walk my own path, yeah. I don't want to be under anybody else's guidance or... Yep. Or leadership, I want to. I want to blaze my own trail, mm-hmm. and I think there's a lot of people trying to blaze their own trail right now, and um, it's 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 really it's just disturbing, and it's a, like I said, it's a little bit frightening for me. So, kind of along this the same line here is what seems to be happening, and it's a very unusual thing. It's like at simultaneously there's an attack on fathers and fatherhood. Mm. With this increased emphasis on strong feminine, but are they really feminine like women, <laughs> right? Which yeah. is like, okay, so now that's like, it, it's almost like this ma- mass emasculation of men, yeah. followed by this strong push for women to become more men-like, male-like. Mm-hmm. And almost like, almost like they don't need men. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So I, I'm just so confused by it because last time I checked, it takes a man and a woman together to make a baby, mm-hmm. yeah. and that'll never change, regardless of how badly some people out there want to 
think that it does or mm-hmm. proclaim that it does. Because even with IVF, you need a mill. <laughs> you can't, you can't get away from it, okay? You can't just get away. And, 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 and it's scary to me to think that there's people out there trying to make that happen. That That's what's oh, even more sure. more mm-hmm. frightening to me. For sure. But what are your guys, and I'm going to start with you, Christiana. Okay. What are your thoughts on this mass emasculation of men to basically not, you know, kind of step away from their role as strong male figures in their family yeah. and this at the same time strong push for women to become more domineering and more like more manly. It's generation of freaking like mess and like just us always trying to be in control. Like it used to be where men were very dominant over women. And women had to always, like, they would say submit, and they really literally meant submit. Yeah. And so um, I think, like, as Christians now in this generation, you realize that your wife's words have value. You know, you, you're you not like, no, woman, <laughs> this is how it's going to be, you know. You understand, like, she brings value to you, and she makes you better. Like, without each other, mm-hmm. you're not as powerful, great. Yes. Like, we know that as a husband and wife, like, we bring different things to the table, and we bring different um, ideas and different, like, balance. Yes. Right? Even the way that we balance. think. The way that we think. Yes. And sometimes different. it's completely opposite. But then it grounds us when we can say, okay, I think you're right here, mm-hmm. and I think I'm right here. Maybe we can, like come together right well here's this feminist movement that's been happening for the last decade or maybe like five years more so and um like the demas i don't know demasculation yeah demasculation is, is that, that right? a word well it's emasculate oh emasculate, emasculate. So okay, no, okay. but you, you emasculate you, yeah, yeah it's and i actually you I looked actually, it up i actually have two dictionary definitions okay. for you. So why don't we just define the word? Cause <laughs> I love it. Thank there you. might be people listening that are like, I've never heard that word before. Mm-hmm. I haven't. Yeah. And, and that's okay if you haven't. So from Oxford Dictionary, okay. emasculated is an adjective. It says, of a man deprived of his male role or identity, mm. insecure emasculated men. So if you're going to use it in a sentence. A second uh, meaning behind it, is made weaker or less effective an emasculated organization that is merely a shadow of its former self okay now miriam webster for the same word emasculated or emasculating uh says to deprive of strength vigor Mm. or spirit weaken to deprive of virility or procreative power castrate and it is and then it's a third, castration. Yes. Thirdly, to mm-hmm. remove the, uh, oh, I'm not even going to say that, andronesium of a flower in the process of artificial cross-pollination. So uh, we're not going to really use that That's one. okay. Now yeah. it all makes sense. <laughs> Gee whiz. But ultimately, I think, <sighs> I, I think, I think we've gotten down to uh, w- what that word means. And it yeah. really is. It's, it's, depri- it's deprivation mm-hmm. of, of strength and well, vigor. Oh, it's, right. It's an attack on roles, right? And it is an attack It's on this roles. idea that... If there's a difference, it means that one is better than the other. That's correct. And the reality is, is that one is not better than the other. Mm-hmm. They're they're equally valuable and important. Vanilla or chocolate? Oh my Vanilla. gosh! Vanilla. I change every day. 
Okay. One time I'll really want chocolate. That's right. Yeah. And it's okay. It's okay. Mm-hmm. But don't, don't we want both? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And don't we kind of need both? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. I, I agree 100%. It's a confusion of roles, and mm-hmm. it's almost like the more they can confuse it, mm-hmm. yeah. the more they, they can try to uh, make it so that there really is no role. Mm-hmm. It it just is what it is, mm-hmm. and yeah. anyone can be or do whatever mm-hmm. anyone wants. Yeah. yeah, and I just don't see it that yeah. way. What what's the 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 popular phrase behind every strong man is a strong woman. A strong woman. I would not be half the the man I am today no. if it wasn't for my wife. We would probably all be dead because we'd do something stupid. Yes. <laughs> Because boys do <laughs> We think things, things through more. Yeah. No. And guys just do no. stuff. Here's the thing. As a strong woman that totally could dominate him, I have had to choose to not dominate him and emasculate him. Because biblically, I feel like God asked me to do that. Not because um, he's telling me I have to do it, but for this marriage to actually work and for us to be healthy... I needed to step back. And it's made me a better person, not because it's told me that I can't be powerful. Oh my mm-hmm. goodness, the opposite has happened. Like, he actually empowers me more mm-hmm. to be the strong woman that I am and says, babe, you can do it. Yeah. Uh, whatever you want to do. Yeah. And he mm-hmm. actually is like, he gets at me when I don't like encourage myself, you know? Like, mm-hmm. it's crazy that it's this extreme. Yes. It's extreme thinking. We yes. don't need men because I can do it. Yeah, and it's backfired to the point where w- women, it's hurting women. It's hurting women. And they're starting to realize it, I think, because mm-hmm. now there's men that decided they wanted to become a woman that mm-hmm. are now competing in we- women's sports and dominating. Mm-hmm. And just being like, see, I'm a woman, mm-hmm. and I just kicked all your butts. I'm yeah. the best swimmer in the world now. Yeah. Or I'm the best this oh. in the world now. And, yeah. and and that's really not good. It's and, and it's okay. really silly. It's mm-hmm. so silly. To be honest with you, it's it's silly. And <laughs> yeah. and I don't know. Again, I I don't I I don't know where this stems from. I don't know why people are so receptive to it. I think there's a lot of people, the silent majority, well, it's, that it's, don't speak up about it because they don't want the pushback. It's yeah. love equals acceptance, yeah. right? So I don't want to be seen as an unloving person. And so I'm going to accept whatever you whatever you want to do because I'm going to show you love in that way. But that's not agape love. But that, that's not a, a real definition of love. No, love is not acceptance. Yeah. I hate that our our definition of love is so ambiguous. It is so like used for everything. Oh my it gosh, is. I love Coke. Oh my right. gosh, I love your hair. Oh my gosh, I'm in love with you. I love yeah. you. Yeah. Like, Actually, so this is a fun story. Uh, when we first... <laughs> Whoa! Sorry, we're going back just a little bit, but yeah. when she f- first said she loves, nope. loved me, I said I feel like I'm falling in love oh, with yeah. you, and I said thank you. He said thank you. Uh huh. <gasps> Bro, I did. how far in were you? How many months? Uh, like three months. That's that's soon. But I've soon. never told anybody that I was. I right, was you never told them. anyone that you were. Possibly, possibly falling. Never but even thing. said I love you to anyone. In high school, I heard everybody say, yeah. like, they would date for a week and they're like, oh, I love my boyfriend. Oh, I lo-. And I was I like, love you. no, you don't. I'm like, you don't even know what that means. Like, I don't know what it means. And so for me, when she said it to me, I'm like, I'm it was not cringy. Gonna, I'm like, I'm not, it wasn't cringy. I'm yeah. like, I'm not going to say it back to you just because that's what I'm supposed to do in this moment. 
I needed time to process, and I came back to you the next day. I cried said, all bloody night. I'm like, that fool's going to break up with yeah. me. I moved too fast. Yeah. <laughs> like, but I came to her the next day and said, I feel the same way, you know? And uh, I slapped him in the chest. But, but I didn't want to do it just because that's what you're supposed to do. But uh, like you were saying, I think the Greeks have like six or seven words for different yes, they words do. Brotherly for love. love. They do. No, you have it? No, I don't, oh, okay. I, don't, I don't have it, but I know exactly what you're getting at. And yeah. there are different forms of love. Yes, there are. And there's the love you would feel for your mother. Mm-hmm. There's the love you would feel for your sibling. Mm-hmm. There's yes. the love you'd feel for your coworker. There's the love mm-hmm. between God and there's his people. There's a love for God. Mm-hmm. There's a love for... Your food. Spouse. For your spouse. <laughs> yes. That, you know, and there's only one of those that's really intimate, and mm-hmm. that which would be your the love for your spouse, mm-hmm. right? The love for your child is far different Mm-hmm. A far different type of emotion. My son, he was like, Mom, why do we say I love you? Mm-hmm. He's like, you love dad, mm-hmm. right? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, but those two brothers just said that they love each other. Is that weird? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh yeah, my he, gosh, and that was a good of, question. Because of all of the confusion, mm-hmm. he's like, is that not okay? Yeah. Like, are they allowed to say I love you to and each other? And it not be weird. And I was like, oh, this is good. This yeah. Is really I mean, it's good, good for us to have... For him to ask those this questions. This is uh, Enoch? Yeah, Enoch. Mm-hmm. Seven-year-old twin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he's a thinker, man. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> Insightful. Yeah, he is. You know what I really... I, I, what I like is... I, there's... As I said uh, earlier, some of the programming that's out there, especially for kids, is, is frustrating and disturbing. But there's also still some good stuff out there. There's mm-hmm. a, that, that series, uh, Bluey. It's a uh, Australian, oh and Bluey. That, and we we he love Bluey. Bluey. <laughs> oh, you hate Bluey? Well, but but the, what it depicts? It's a kids show. It's a kids show. But what it depicts is a father, mm-hmm. a mother, and two daughters, mm-hmm. and their relationships. They're in and yeah. mm-hmm. their friendships and their relationships with their neighbors mm-hmm. and with. Uh, uh, you know, uh, extended Simple. family, yeah, and and all the roles seem very like I just it it has a really good. There's a lot of good takeaways, and I've never watched cartoons before. I don't know how many episodes you've seen, but Not my wife lot. and I have seen a lot. There's a few that more than a few that like get me emotional, like oh because gosh. it's a big, heavy topic, mm-hmm. yeah. And they do such a great job in like six minutes tackling these really big mm-hmm. emotional concepts okay. for We're kids. We're big fans of Daniel Tiger. Okay, I know who Daniel Tiger that is. That was a long time ago. That was years ago. Yeah, yeah. I remember him. I'm just saying it was a mom and a dad, and they had eventually two kids as well. Um, and they're just kind of going through life, like life, little kid life lessons, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Like make sure to... We used a lot of their songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. flush the toilet. But and, I agree with oh, you. Yeah. Wash, I love wash your hands. You know, how about lift the toilet seat when uh-huh. you go pee? Yeah, <laughs> that's a big one at our house. Flush and wash and you're on your way. Too. You know, that's right. That's no, right. I'm just saying, uh, they're out there. That's all. I'm I'm agreeing with you. Yeah. No. Yeah. And 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 they need to to continue to get some attention and stuff because there there is so much. Mm-hmm. Um, that I just in total disagreement with, and I'll just shake my head. The commercials sometimes I can't even oh, I mute yeah. it or all. Uh, mm-hmm. And and as so I said, I don't watch kids. network television anymore. But you still get the ads that we come do. up when mm-hmm. you watch, you know, some of these other um, yes. series on like even uh, if it's Netflix a family or series. Or yeah, something. and I'm like that. That made me uncomfortable. I'm a 47 year old man, and I could barely get through that mm-hmm. advertisement for whatever yeah. that. 
sexual sexually you know sexualized mm-hmm. item was that yeah. you were just trying to mm-hmm. sell me on right there and um, my wife and I are just like I as a, if that was on 10 years ago you would have thought it was a, some type of Saturday Night Live sketch yeah. I mean to be honest with you mm-hmm. You know, you look back a few decades and at stuff they were picking on and making fun of, and it's reality it's today. It's so true. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is 100% true. Yeah. And it's, it's really, it's mind-blowing. Mm-hmm. And so, I just, I, you know, where do we go from here? I think we need to lovingly share our, our thoughts and, and minds with people. Mm-hmm. Like this, like I said at the start, conversations that matter, that are meaningful, that... Mm-hmm. That you can have a conversation with somebody, even if you're in complete disagreement with mm-hmm. what they're doing or them celebrating their sin in their life, but come at it the right way. You don't have to attack them. Yeah. You can still be like, listen, I care about you. It's why mm-hmm. I want to talk to you about mm-hmm. this. But it doesn't mean that I, I like this for you. Mm-hmm. I don't like that you have a drug addiction or that you're an alcoholic or that mm-hmm. you are abusive or that you are living out of wedlock or whatever mm-hmm. whatever these mm-hmm. things are like and these are people all around us in our everyday life who struggle with these things mm-hmm. everyone's struggling with stuff i struggle with stuff right we all have it mm-hmm. but it's this demand to celebrate that that is really mm-hmm. just frustrated that's really the flip. me. That's, that's the flip, right? Yes, it's no longer shameful, but it's celebrated, um, and that's yeah. that's the flip that you were talking about. Yep. Yep. So, my word. Yeah. <laughs> um, are there any? So, there's a, a question that you had that you had posed, uh, Jared, prior to us having this conversation. Should the husband be the leader in the home, and what does that look like in our modern culture? Mm-hmm. Um, as a husband, as a father. Mm-hmm. You see yourself as a leader of your family. Mm-hmm. W- what would you say to a-, a young man listening right now or somebody thinking about having a family or you mm-hmm. know, a young father? Again, that's uh, it, it's that, that role that uh, God has set up this system to work a certain way. And just because uh, God has set up the husband to be the, the spiritual leader in the home does not mean that he is more important or more valuable than anybody else in the home. It just means that God has set him up to be the leader. And that's something that we've had to really work through in our own marriage. And that it's actually the thing that drove Christiana away from me was when I wasn't being the leader. Um, <laughs> and true. so uh, she, her temperament naturally bucks uh, and my temperament naturally submits. And so we've really had to flip those roles in mm. our marriage. Um, and I have to step out and I have to be okay with saying, hey, this is the boundary and this is where we need to stay. And I have to know she's probably going to try to buck that a little bit. Um, but that's not necessarily, it's not good or bad, it's just reality. Um, and so I would say uh, we need men to step up, right? We need we need young husbands to step up and say, hey, I'm not, it doesn't mean being a, the problem is, is that we think of a leader and we think of a, a, a domineering person that is like telling everybody what to do. And that's not at all what, what Jesus said, right? Jesus said, uh, the husband in the home should love the wife as Christ loves the church who gave up his life for her, for the church. Mm-hmm. And so I should be leading in such a way that I care more about Christiana and the kids than I care about myself. And if I lead in that way, then it's... It's me actually loving her the way that God designed me to love her. Now, mm-hmm. if I lead and I say, hey, 
Uh, I come home and I say, kids, bring me my slippers. Wife, where's my dinner? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's 5.30. Why is the house not clean? Like, that's not leading. Mm-hmm. That's that's slave driving. Uh, and we are not called to be slave drivers. We're called mm-hmm. to be leaders. And, and a good leader gets the best out of the people that mm-hmm. they're leading. Yes. Right? Yeah, and and that's I think it's well very well said, and that's what went where we, the pendulum went too far is if you go back and look at in the fifties and sixties mm-hmm. era where it was the domineering husband yeah. who was mm-hmm. potentially abusive and potentially had some addictions mm-hmm. and things, and it was kind of like the crack in the whip, and the mm-hmm. wife had to kind of be home and the, the, the homemaker and yeah. the servant, but. True leadership is servant leadership, mm-hmm. just as Jesus did. He was the first one mm-hmm. to wash the feet of yeah. his disciples, and they're mm-hmm. like, "What? What are you doing?" Yeah. He's like, "No, this is, the, you know, the 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 with the uh, the least of us, right?" Or, or I'm trying to think. It, it's uh, the, the way he said it, it was. It was the 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 least of us will become basically the the greatest. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, least of oh these, right. Or the least of these, right? Or the, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to say it, put it in a biblical uh, sure. context. But what he was basically so saying was, first? yeah, basically, yeah, okay. the last will be first and, and so on. That, so it's the people that put everyone else in front of them mm-hmm. that are service oriented, where you will go out of your way to first serve your wife and your children which strengthens them and then mm-hmm. also fills you mm-hmm. yeah. as as the leader as the provider and the protector those mm-hmm. things that men kind of innately have like it's embedded and mm-hmm. rooted in our in our dna you know like we we want to go out into the world we mm-hmm. want to provide and we want to protect it's like, it's like anything right it, the, there is too much of a good thing and so everything that we do has to be in check mm-hmm. and so we have to say uh, am I leading in a way that is honoring God? Am I leading in a way that is honoring my family? Or am I leading in a way that I'm just trying to get more for myself? Yeah, um, like and, ego. Right. And yeah. so, uh, the same for for a, a wife. Like, the word submit, like, freaks people out. Like, no, I shouldn't have to submit to anybody. I should I should be the God of my own world, and I shouldn't have to submit to a man. You know? Um, and you can talk more uh, about that if you, I think, might want to. Um, but... This submission is not. It's it's been made by our culture to sound like such a terrible icky thing, uh, and and even when I say it, it it feels like Ugh, that doesn't sound good. But um, it's it's just it's the roles we play. It's not. I, I've said this several times. It's not one is better than the other. Mm-hmm. It's just the way that it works. It's like the round hole needs a round peg to go into. You can't put the square peg into the round hole. It just doesn't right. fit. That's correct. Um, but. It, it works. It fits. And uh, I would love to hear your thoughts well, it's, on And, and it's submission. a connotation thing too, right? Uh-huh. Because mm-hmm. submission or submit probably didn't have the same feelings attached to it if you go back a certain number of years mm-hmm. that it does today, just as masculinity has now become equated with toxic masculinity. Mm-hmm. And it's like... You can't even say something's masculine right now without maybe somebody scoffing or giving a dirty look about mm-hmm. it. And yeah. It's like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Femininity and masculinity are both amazing things, mm-hmm. right? And, and both are beautiful and good, mm-hmm. okay? And, I mean, when I, I think of a strong female, I think of my mom. And nobody was more of a, say, badass than my mom. <laughs> mm-hmm. Raising three boys and just being so tough. Yeah. and But also being the, the nurturer and the, the caretaker for her mm-hmm. children, right? Mm-hmm. And, I mean, she had a job and, you know, she... but. 
her what was her main her main thing man was like raising three boys was mm-hmm. you guys was us yeah not that you know oh, i can't wait i get to go to the, into the restaurant industry and mm-hmm. like make make tips and stuff like that <laughs> like that's mm-hmm. not what her like her her great satisfaction i think was watching us grow and being a support system for us and being our cheerleader and being uh, that that softness that we needed from my dad's hardness, yeah, right. So my dad had a lot of downfalls, but he was a good provider, and, and you know he did do some things right. But she offset all the all the crap kind of that my dad yeah. was throwing our way, and she was just able to just filter mm-hmm. it out and just be a big ball of like just love and support and all the things that that three young men needed and we mm-hmm. turned out to be pretty good guys mm-hmm. and um by my own assessment of course well, yeah. you know my brother you met my brother so um, we love bob but yeah we love bob so do you have any 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 final thoughts or feelings about that about you know men their role uh the 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 wife in this more uh, submissive or you know submitting to like what what we do know is when we're looking for a leader, mm-hmm. oftentimes it, it is just one person. It's not like because when you have t- two leaders, they kind of end up mm-hmm. kind of banging heads. So somebody kind of has to give way just a little bit um, when it comes to certain certain things. And there's certain things probably in your home that you lead. You take the lead role on that he kind of helps support you in. Yeah. And vice versa, like right? cooking dinner. Right. Like, <laughs> you, you're good at a bologna sandwich all day long, but like, Christiana's going to kind of raise the bar a little she bit. She raises the bar a whole lot. A whole lot, <laughs> right? But any final words, Christiana, on, on like what we I know we've talked about a lot today. But. Yeah. I think it's really, really hard. And it, kind of breaks my heart um because i've had conversations like this with other women that are christian and they're like but i want to work and i want like my husband is like kind of more of the sissy i wouldn't they wouldn't call him that but if there was a definition they they're not as strong you know as i am and um like this whole concept of like stay at home dads or whatever, or like another friend said, she said, well, I work because our family can't even afford us to be home, like for me to be home anymore. But she, but that wasn't the problem. That was just one of her excuses. But the whole thing that she was saying was like, it's okay for us women to be strong. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, but our roles are very confused. Um, and I think the only way we can figure out our roles is to go to God and go to His Word and and genuinely start having that active conversation of, God, where do I need to fix my heart? Where am I actually dominating my spouse so that they're ineffective for our home? And it's actually creating more problems because I have this expectation that He's going to provide. He's going to protect and yet, if he's not meeting those things, even if it's spiritual things that I need met in our family, uh, it's going to create so much tension and, and arguments and and actually having no respect for them anymore. Mm-hmm. So, I think through the years, God has just taught us to like that humility, right? Is talking to him, being right with him and figuring out like, what is my role here in the home? And not forcing him to be a role because that's never going to change them but praying for your spouse and and actually ta- having these conversations are good too like babe 
I'm frustrated when I don't see you do this in the home. And my expectation, like, as your role as my husband, is this. And we got to have these conversations. And I've always said if a marriage is going to work, both of them have to be working at it. It can't mm. be one or the other. That's right. Um, and it sucks that we're imperfect. And marriages, I had three of my siblings during COVID got divorced. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. It oh. still breaks my heart. Um, and so, I mean, I'm a family of 10 kids, three of them, same year. Wow. And so, it's just crazy. Like, we have to humble ourselves. But mm. both people have to mm -hmm. be humble. Mm. If one is not humble, this marriage isn't going to work. That's right. Yeah. Humility, and that word you've brought up a lot uh, know, over yeah. this last hour. Um, it, it is missing from it's a lot so of people missing. and it is the pride that gets in the way mm -hmm. of that it is. it's thinking you have it all figured out and I you're can gonna, do this on my I own I can do this on my own I don't own. need you I don't need guidance <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't need I don't, Jesus don't, yeah <laughs> and that's that doesn't work out quite well it might work <gasps> out okay for you short term for, for a few things mm -hmm. that you want to do but um, there's going to be a realization there, there yeah. is and, yeah. and that's what what I think we're trying to do is to provide um a little bit of that honesty, openness, truth, that long-term this does not play out very well. Oh, yeah. And that um, the, the, the men and the women need to, need to come together. And, um, and that's what marriage is all about. Yeah. A, a, a good, strong marriage is, is where the people are willing mm -hmm. to communicate, come mm -hmm. together. Come together. I think it's, I was just going to say, it's figuring out healthy boundaries. Yeah. Uh, like for me to give... Christiana and our, and our family healthy boundaries um, that then she uh, has the freedom to buck but at the same time like by me providing that leadership and providing those boundaries it actually ends up resulting in you trusting and respecting me because it shows that I care um, because otherwise I'm just like you guys do whatever and I'll do whatever and and, that's and it not makes you either. not involved right, right. You're like, ah, I'm coming home and relax and not care about what's happening in this home. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Takes the responsibility off of yeah. you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, in the universe, I feel like the more you give, the more you, you do get back, the more you receive. And it's oftentimes it's about 10 times the amount. So I do feel like the more as husbands, as, as leaders or fathers in the home, mm -hmm. the more we can give to our wives, give that support, give yeah. that. Uh, the more they know, flourish, right? I think so, too. We're mm -hmm. setting them up to flourish, and then everybody's winning. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. now they're stronger, and they're capable of pouring back into you, and it's a cyclical thing. So, Absolutely. And then the ch children, of course, no doubt feel that. Mm -hmm. And so I, I look at my kids sometimes, and I, I'm closing out right now. but I, okay. I can look when I'm giving my wife a hug or something, or we're having a family hug, and you look at the, the smile on your kid's face. Oh, they love the affection. They love they the affection see. and the closeness. Because yeah. that's all, that's what makes them feel cared for, provided yeah. for, protected. Mm -hmm. All those things, that's what kids want. That's what they and want. if you can give that to them for their whole childhood yeah. until they're adults and going off into the world, then you've done your, your part. Mm -hmm. yeah. And, and that, that's, that's what I aspire to do. Um, and, and time goes by quick. Oh my gosh. I mean, I in hate 10 it. more years, we're all going to be sitting here twiddling our thumbs as our youngest are, are, are leaving. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. I thank you so much uh, for coming in. Yeah, and, it's awesome uh, having you know a real heartfelt conversation that got a little bit, you know, pretty crazy. I wasn't sure exactly 
the directions we would move in, but I yeah. think we stayed on point. And um, it, it's um, it's it's meaningful, and uh, I'm sure we'll get some feedback from it for sure. Mm-hmm. Jared, always great to have you, my brother. <laughs> Glad to be here. Yeah, always good. Thank you so much, listeners, for another episode here on the Strong by Design podcast. Thanks for finding us if you're new. Thanks for coming back if you're a return listener of the show. We thank you so much. And uh, now's a good time to share this episode with somebody who you've maybe thought of uh, as we discuss some of these pretty heated, pretty heavy, controversial topics uh, in front of us today. So come back next week, as always, uh, when we have another episode here. Every Wednesday, a new episode releases here on Strong by Design. We thank you and God bless you. Thank you so much for listening to the Strong by Design podcast. If you found value in today's episode, Please subscribe so that more people can find out about our show. Plus, you don't want to miss any future episodes with the amazing guests and topics we have lined up for you.